0: Thank you.
1: Hello, and good morning. Welcome to Aldersgate United Methodist Church. We, I see some 11 o'clock faces at the 930 servers. You're in for a different experience. Okay, so, <coughs> excuse me, I spent all week at a choral conference learning lots of things for our church choir, and my voice is very low. So, um, if you want please stand, welcome to those online. We're going to get started. In the house of the Lord, with the house of the Lord.
2: will yeah. yeah. children.
1: Let's think about the good, good grace of Jesus Christ.
3: Don't let your heart trouble. Hold your head up. I don't hear evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. So take. sure your eyes on- Take it. There. Swing wide on your heavens. Let the praise go.
4: said amen thanks to our blended worship team we are so glad that you have uh, prepped our service Uh, i I just really appreciate it hey welcome i'm pastor gary brooks and along with pastors daniel refner and maria penrod we welcome you Uh, we're glad you're here if you hadn't noticed i've got the vacation bible school t-shirt on I am so excited about this week. You probably already began to see some of the transformation. As soon as the 11 o'clock service is over, this place will begin to transform. And if you want to help out, stick around or come back at any time, you can pitch in and, uh, yeah, just enjoy. Vacation Bible School begins this week, and uh, you're welcome to come and observe if you don't have kiddos in it. Come on over about 5.45 of an evening or come about uh, 10 after 8 and you'll begin to see this sanctuary full of joyful noises, a monumental week, monumental, going deeper, learning of the monumental love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. Now, this week, we are uh, Aldersgate United Methodist Church is teaming up with the Vacation Bible School program and our July mission collection, and that is to uh, gather together school supplies for Ember Hope United Methodist Youthville. There's an insert in your bulletin that tells all about them, and if you will bring stuff uh, with you that uh, you uh, generate over this month, uh, by the end of the month, we will have a boatload of of school supplies to share it's hard to believe that school will be starting soon oh my anyway well we're glad that you are here Uh, if you're here for the first time a special welcome to you it's our custom to move about and greet one another in christian love let's do that right now if you don't know someone ask their name and tell them yours
5: And friends, you can find your seats. Well, Vacation Bible School is not the only camp happening this week. Uh, In fact, we are sending two of our young people down to Winfield, Kansas, to uh, my alma mater, Southwestern College. Go mound builders. Any other mound builders here? Okay, we got a couple. Yes, the Abbots. Bless you guys. Robin, my man. Okay. Uh, This is... A very good thing and it's good for you to know about this. We're sending two of our uh, young people, Maddie Brownell and Isaac Allstrom, are going to be attending what's called the Summit Youth Academy. And the Summit Youth Academy is a theology camp for young people who want to to take a pause out of their life and uh, learn about God and, and listen for the ways that God is speaking in their life. And so Isaac and uh, Maddie are both experiencing God moving in their world, and so are going to take a week to learn, study, pray, and above all, listen for what God is doing in their life. And so we want to ask you to pray for these two people as they embark on this experience. Um, In fact, uh, one of them is here in this uh, service, and I'm going to ask Isaac to come up so we can pray for him now. And bless him. Uh, they leave today. they'll get to Southwestern this afternoon, uh, and we'll be back on Saturday, so they'll be spending an entire week there. Um, but Isaac, we're so proud of what God is doing in your life. And as you prepare to embark on this experience, we want to pray for you and bless you that you would know uh, that this congregation is behind you. So friends, uh, if you would, I would invite you to put an arm out towards Isaac as a sign of blessing as we pray. Gracious and most merciful God, we give you thanks for your son and servant Isaac, for his love for you, and for the way in which he is listening, listening for what you are saying to him. We pray, O God, that you would bless him as he travels to Winfield this week. May he learn, may he grow, may he pray, and above all, may he know that you are wanting to get in touch with him to speak to him and to call him forward in his life of faith in the name of jesus christ we pray amen amen isaac have a wonderful time at this time i would invite the ushers to come forward and receive our tithes and offerings for the morning <laughs>
2: Light till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin king. i
5: This morning, our Old Testament reading comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. Would you listen with me for the word of God? Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today uh, we are concluding our sermon series on liturgy of the ordinary, where we are seeking to discover God's blessing in uh, the mundane and ordinary Now, in two weeks' time after uh, VBS uh, Sunday, we're going to begin a new special uh, uh, and really spectacular sermon series uh, called The Gospel According to Marvel. So if you're a Marvel fan or a movie uh, junkie, you're going to want to make sure to come back in two weeks. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, something spectacular. We're talking about uh, superheroes and, 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 and how God speaks to us through the cinematic universe is going to be a lot of fun we're going to be showing some clips we might even have some popcorn available it's going to be fun but today we stick with the ordinary today we're talking about checking email which might seem like the most unspectacular thing we can do and yet god's blessing can be found so would you pray with me as we begin our time Gracious and most merciful God, we give you thanks for the gift of your presence that is here in this place. We pray that you draw near to us, that you would open up the eyes of our hearts, that we would not only hear, but listen to what you would want to say to us this morning. For you, O God, are our rock, our strength, and our salvation. Amen. Now, there are two kinds of people in this world, just two. There are those people who keep their email inboxes clean and tidy with zero unread messages. And then there are people like me. <laughs> now, I'm going to really hope that I'm not the only one like this in the room. Now, I used to be well and put together. I used to be one of those people who every night I would make sure there were zero unread messages and I would delete the ones that needed to be deleted and I would put in the proper folder the different ones for different Categories, and I don't know what happened. I think it was maybe sometime when I was in grad school but I slipped and I didn't delete the junk email and before I knew it the unread messages grew and grew and grew and Today my friends I confess before you today that my email inbox has no less than (laughs) 6,700 And 56 unread email notifications. Is there anybody else in the room who is with me on this? Anybody? Okay. Friends, we're not alone. We're not alone. Thanks be to God. Now, lest you get the wrong idea, I want to make sure you know that my work email inbox is very clean. I read all of those emails, okay? I promise you. I promise you. In fact, I was just told uh, today by uh, Terry McCombs, who's our web master, that my inbox is almost full, so I need to delete some of what I have in there. It's my personal email account, the one filled with marketing emails and junk uh, that has become so large and colossal, I don't even know how to begin to clean it up. Perhaps some of you experience this. We are a people who spend a lot of our time at work. hours a day on average, the research says. And for many of us, our work includes the necessity of checking email. In fact, uh, research indicates that a typical person in America will spend 90,000 hours of their life at work. And if you do the math, that's just over 10 years of your life working. And of those 10 years, 30% of that time research says, is spent doing nothing but checking email. So just to put it into perspective, about three years, give or take, of your whole life will be spent checking work emails. Just a little interesting perspective for us today. We spend a lot of time at work. We spend a lot of time checking emails or ignoring emails. But we also like to search for purpose in our work. In fact, one podcast that I listened to this week said that 70% of people look to their work to give them their life's purpose. 70% of Americans look to their 9-to-5 job as the main primary source of their life's purpose. In so many ways, we are a people who want our life to matter. We want the work of our hands, or, or at least I do, to matter, to make a positive and meaningful difference in the world, to be constructive, to be life-giving, to be part of building a better society. There's a, something deep within us, something that God has given us that desires a life that is driven by purpose. And at the end of the day, when, when our time on earth is finished, I think most of us just maybe want one thing, to be able to look back and say, Our life made a difference. Our life served a purpose. Now, have you ever spent meaningful time thinking about what your life's purpose is? If somebody were to ask you this morning, what is your purpose in life? Would you be able to give a a very clear answer or or would you need to take some time to think about it? My, My guess is most of us would need to think about it, myself included. Perhaps you feel like you're one of those 70% of Americans that find your life purpose primarily in your nine-to-five job, or perhaps you find it someplace else. Perhaps you haven't thought that much about it. That's okay, too. But this morning, I want us to consider what does God have to say about what our life purpose is? If, if we were to ask Jesus this question, Jesus, what, what is our life purpose? What ought it to be? What might he say to us? Now, I think if we were to try and distill the teachings of the Christian faith into its most simplest forms, we, we would probably look to what Jesus says when he was asked the question, Jesus, what are the two most important commandments? And he said, it's only these two. The entire law and all the prophets can be summarized in loving god and loving your neighbor as yourself this is the most simple description of what the christian faith is all about love god and love other people now our take on that here at aldersgate church is to say that we are a people of warm hearts and active hands that is to say we are a people who strive To have hearts that love god and hands that are activated in service to love other people it's modeled after the two greatest commandments that jesus talks about in the gospels now this catchphrase is not our official vision statement but but we say it so much or at least i do men pastor gary says it enough perhaps it ought to become part of our vision because this is our purpose This is our purpose, not only as people at Aldersgate, but as Christians and followers of Jesus. Our ultimate life purpose is to be people who have warm hearts and active hands, people who love God and love other people. If you want to make it simple, it's as simple as that. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't have an individual life purpose that that you find in your nine-to-five work. I hope that you find deep, deep, meaningful purpose in whatever it is you do whether it's checking emails checking diapers or being a chief executive God has uniquely gifted and equipped each and every one of us to find meaning in different kinds of work and this is part of what it means to be human but what I want us to consider today is that whatever your individual sense of purpose might be as as you consider that question Our individual purpose only makes sense as an extension and an expression of that ultimate purpose that Jesus describes. To love God and love other people. Whatever you do, whatever difference you want to make in the world, let it be an expression of those two things. Loving God and loving people. Our work and our faith are not meant to be compartmentalized arenas of our lives. We don't just come to church on Sunday morning and do the spiritual thing and then spend Monday through Friday 9 to 5 doing something else completely unrelated. God invites us to consider how our work can be an expression of our faith. Our faith teaches us that no work that's not immoral or unethical is not part of god's mission every work is part of what god is doing in the world and there is no separation between the sacred and the secular god is not constrained to this beautiful building but god can be found in every office every home even every zoom meeting if you can believe that and this is good news because it means That any work, no matter how small or insignificant it may seem, can be a means through which God blesses the world. Your work, whether you're a chief executive, or you're checking diapers, or checking email, can be a means through which God blesses the world. In fact, this is how God always most often chooses to work, through ordinary people, through ordinary work, to convey the most extraordinary grace. Now, Paul, in the book of Romans, uh, he puts it this way. Uh, This is our second gospel, or our New Testament uh, reading from Romans 12, 1 through 2. And when Paul is writing to the church in Rome, he's trying to point them towards Their ultimate purpose he's trying to encourage them to be certain kinds of people in the world and this is what he says to them he says i appeal to you therefore siblings in christ on the basis of god's mercy to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is your reasonable act of worship do not be conformed to this age but be transformed by the renewing of your mind So that you may discern what is the will of God. Paul is pointing them towards that purpose. Loving God and loving others. And he's saying, let your whole life be a living sacrifice towards that purpose. Let your whole life, that includes your work. What you do from nine to five to be part of what God is doing in the world. And he says, this is is part of your worship. See, friends, our worship is not just about gathering in this building on Sunday morning or tuning in to the live stream. It's not just about singing songs or listening to a sermon and then going to Sunday school. Yes, those are all part of it. But what Paul is pointing at is that our worship, although it begins here, it continues day in and day out as we offer the work Of our hands to be part of what God is blessing in the world make no mistake it's an act of devotion an act of faith and an act of worship to say God here is the work of my hands this day would you use it to bless the world when I was in college I had a mentor named Paul Uh, not Paul the Apostle, but Paul Wilkie, who was a pastor uh, at a church in Derby. And whenever we would meet together for our times, he would always remind me at the end to pray this prayer every day as I got ready. And the prayer was very simple. God, grant me an opportunity to share your love this day. That was the prayer. And sure enough, I found that whenever I remembered to pray that prayer at the beginning of the day, I would usually see at least one, if not multiple, ways that God was inviting me to be a part of what God was doing and blessing in the world. My eyes were open to how I could be in mission and ministry to the people that I encountered. God wants to bless the world through the work. Of your hands now I want to talk about my dad for a minute my dad has worked in retail for as long as I've been alive Uh, and a couple years ago he left his uh, corporate job and began to work for the family business in uh, Hutchinson and this uh, family business is kind of like the Kansas sampler if you've ever been there Um, they sell like KU, K-State, Wichita State shirts and hats Uh, They even sell some things for the local high schools there in the area. Uh, But my dad, uh, he is the head of the corporate division. And so whenever somebody wants to put their uh, company logo on a shirt or a hat, they come to him and he's the one who takes care of them. And let me tell you, you have never encountered a man so enthusiastic about selling shirts as my dad. I love hearing him talk about new accounts that he's landed. He's, he's so excited, but it's almost as if he's speaking a different language to me as he's going off on all these tangents about the new tri-blend, poly-hybrid, ultra-sport tech shirts that they just got in, and he's really excited about sharing. My dad loves what he does, and he finds a sense of purpose in it. Now, on one level you can say well he's just selling shirts with logos on them and that wouldn't be untrue but if you were to ask him what he does he wouldn't say that he sells shirts he would say he makes people happy he says it's not about the shirts. it's not about the hats it's about the relationship to the customer it's about the service that he gets to provide. It's about the loving care through which he attends to the customer's needs, treating them with integrity and honesty, the way that he gets to build relationships in the community, give back to the city of Hutchinson, all the while providing excellent, high-quality, tri-blend, ultra-hybrid tech shirts. when i hear stories of how my dad treats his customers and i see the energy and the life that he gets from helping others in this way it becomes clear to me that it's not just about selling shirts but what he's doing is he's joining in the work of god to transform the world now you might think that that's a bit of a reach but i really believe That even the smallest act, the smallest work can be profound when we do it with the intention of loving God and loving other people. It becomes not about the shirts. But it becomes about being who god has called us to be in the world and through our love for god and through our love for people no matter how we express that in the work that we do i really believe that god uses that to transform and redeem the world one shirt one transaction one day of work at a time so often we think that our work doesn't matter So often we think that in order to make a difference in this world, we have to be somebody important or have our own Wikipedia page or or, or work for a super virtuous nonprofit. But that's never how God has worked. If you look through the Bible, you'll see God has always used ordinary people, oftentimes through ordinary work, to be the means and the source of God's blessing in the world. Friends, don't ever think that your work doesn't matter because if you see your work as a way that you can live out your faith and partner with what God is doing in the world through loving God and loving others God will transform the world through that work I like how author Steve Garber describes this he says our lives may not be great shots across the bow or the bow of history but rather by God's simple grace, we are hints of hope. What a beautiful thought, that this is how God chooses to work. That by the simple work of our hands, we can be a vessel through which God delivers much-needed hope to the world. You don't have to change the world. You just have to pray the prayer that Paul Wilkie taught me, God here are my hands would you use them this day to bless the world if you want to find purpose in life I suggest you begin by praying that prayer and remembering what it means for us to be people who are called to love God and love our neighbors no one may see it no one may notice it but this is how god will transform the world one hint of hope at a time so whatever you do whether you're employed or whether you're retired remember work is more than just what we do from nine to five it's how we choose to spend our time may it be as paul says a living sacrifice may it be part of your worship thanks be to god amen Thank you, Pastor
4: Daniel, for discussing with us uh, the privilege of being a part of what God is blessing in this world. We come now to a time of prayer in which we approach the throne of grace with our thanksgivings, our praises, and with our petitions. And if you have one, I'll be walking the aisles, Um, let us know, and we will say, Lord, in our mercy, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings that you have imparted to us and the way in which you have restored our lives and are about the work of forgiving us so that we can be a blessing wherever we go. Now we ask that as we approach your throne that your grace would be made manifest to us. Our sins are ever before us, we remember them well, and yet help us to know that you do not, that you forgive our sins, and remove them as far as the east is from the west, and you free us for joyful obedience and service to you. So now we ask that you would hear our prayers as we uh, lift them up to you. We want to pray for Terry Finger, Lord in your mercy, hear our prayers. Matthew Marin, Lord in your mercy, hear our prayers. Allison, Annie, Gary, Allison, Annie, Gary, and Lori, Lord in your mercy, hear our prayers. Vivian Sackoff. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For for Rick, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And Lord, we pray for the Travis Ball family and the loss of their infant grandson. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We pray for Tammy Pullman. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Mary Brody, who is now in hospice care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Karen Kennedy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. The Messing family, Lord, in your mercy, family, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. All the scouts and leaders that are at Philmont this week, for the next two weeks, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Sue Bloomer who's been in the hospital with COVID this week Lord in your mercy hear our prayers Amber and Jennifer Lord in your mercy hear our prayers and we want to continue in prayers for uh, Owa Aweha who uh, was kidnapped and we don't know his whereabouts in Nigeria Lord in your mercy hear our prayers For the rice family and the loss of their father lord in your mercy hear our prayers for kelly lord in your mercy hear our prayers for mitchell penny who lost a friend lord in your mercy hear our prayers and lord we pray for all of the uh, The children and the workers this week who get to be a part of what you are blessing in this world as we celebrate the monumental love of Jesus in this world through Vacation Bible School. Lord, touch lives, transform purpose, and give us enthusiasm to live with joy and possibility then Lord continue with us throughout our summer that we may fulfill your will and plan for our lives and that we may do what is pleasing in your eyes in the name and for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord who taught us to pray together saying our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come
1: so we have come to our last song if you would please stand for battle belongs i just want everyone to know you know the 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 stuff that's weighing on our hearts the things that were lifted up um there there are some great things going on there's some terrible things going on but just know that the battle is always in god's hands nothing to fear.
3: There's nothing impossible
0: for you When all I see
3: are the ashes You see the beauty Thank you, God When all I see is the cross God, you see You go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand.
5: to be sent out from this place, uh, one more mission opportunity for you. Uh, in addition to collecting school supplies for Ember Hope next week, uh, Vacation Bible School always does a change, a challenge uh, between the boys and the girls to see who can raise the most money for a mission project, and our mission project this year is called Project Laundry. Uh, now, some of you may know this, but, um, well, it's well known that not everybody in our community uh, can afford laundry. And the truth is, uh, sometimes people have to decide between putting food on the table and having clean clothes. And so, Project Laundry is a nonprofit uh, that seeks to get rid of that problem by providing free laundry services. Uh, they create these laundry kits that they um, have in about 20 schools, so, uh, social workers can get those to kids who they identify are in need of that. Uh, They also have monthly events where people can come to different laundromats and do their laundry for free. So we're going to be collecting uh, change for them uh, to create as many laundry kits as possible. So if you are feeling weighed down today with the weight of metal in your pockets... I want to encourage you that there's an opportunity to uh, begin the collection today so if you feel led to give to that um, there's a uh, bucket here and you're welcome to come and do so but as we go from this place may we go knowing that although our worship here is ended our worship is really just getting started may your daily life be an act of worship that god uses to bless redeem and transform the world even through the work of our hands so no matter what battle you are facing today go in the strength peace and power of god's love to love and to serve the lord amen